Thank you for listening to the Lunch Pail Guys podcast. If you enjoy the show and want to support us, the best ways are to leave a five-star review and subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us on Twitter or Instagram at lunchpailguys underscore. Welcome back to the second episode of the week for the Lunch Bell Guys podcast. We're going to start out today with some NBA Summer League talk. It wrapped up last week. Uh, we saw, yeah, all the all the rookies who were drafted or a bunch of them drafted play. We got this was the first time we got to see them in action. The question is, of those who that we saw and who were good, does it actually mean anything? Bart, is success in the Summer League an accurate indicator of future NBA success? So, sort of. <laughs> Lame answer. Uh, it depends on what exactly you mean from, from what I saw. Uh, like my, my one-sentence answer before I dive in is that there are absolutely trends for Summer League performance when you look at like the overall group of Summer League players. But as soon as you start trying to make predictions about like individual players, you can do that to an extent, but you need to be cautious because there are limitations. Uh, I apologize in advance because I'm about to just hit you with a wall of info. I went kind of deep down the <laughs> rabbit hole in this one. It was too much. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm going to try to be like high level-ish. But when someone starts snoring, I'll know. I need to stop. <laughs> um, okay, so one thing I want to say before I say anything else. The context of this is important. I think the Summer League sample size is tiny. Based on my numbers, players average nine Summer League games in their whole career, which is basically nothing. So I think that's important to bear in mm. mind. So anyway... For this question, I looked at two things. I looked at just like generally how Summer League correlates with NBA and then trying to predict NBA eliteness based on your Summer League performance. And like for everything I was looking at, like per stat, so like per points, per assists, things like that. Um, okay, so firstly, correlation. In general, not surprisingly, every single main stat in basketball correlates with NBA performance. Uh, but obviously, some of them are better than others. So like blocks I found were the best. If you're good at getting blocks in Summer League, in general, you can be pretty sure that you're going to be good at it in the NBA, too. I don't know why that is, but that was one thing. Um, and then assists, rebounds, and free throw attempts are all relatively solid. Points were the fifth best of the stats I looked at. And I, th- I think points are interesting because, like, if you look at the points per game top ten leaders for Summer League, four names up there are names that probably don't surprise anybody. You've got Dame, Kevin Durant, Kawhi, John Wall. But four other names are randos. You've got guys whose, whose points per game in the NBA hovers around ten or less. Cam Thomas is especially funny. Cam Thomas is the all-time leader in points per game in Summer League. <laughs> he was a rookie <laughs> last year. He averaged 8.5 points per game for the Nets. So just like a complete 180. I think that's funny. So that's correlation. And then the other thing I looked at was like trying to predict eliteness. And so like when I, when I defined eliteness for myself, I said that puts you in the top 10 percentile of a stat. So that's the way I did it. So... First, I looked at what being elite in the summer league actually means for you. What does it tell you? Because, like, obviously group trends are one thing, but maybe if you're the cream of the crop, that's, like, actually the reliable indicator. What I found is that if you are elite, you are very, you are very likely to be above average at least. So it does tell you something. But it seems like being elite in the summer league basically tells you nothing about whether you're going to be elite in the NBA as well. So there's, like a, there's a disconnect there. Just because you're really good in the summer league doesn't actually tell you that much. And then I looked at the inverse, too, which is, like, how bad do you have to be in Summer League to know that you will not be elite in the NBA? Because there is a line, and the line seems to be, like, right at the middle. If you are below average in a stat, you can be pretty sure you're not going to be elite in the NBA. 
So, like, to use the scoring example again, like, if you're a top-tier scorer in the Summer League, that doesn't at all mean that you're going to be the next KD or Dame. So that's, like, this year's, like, Paolo, Keegan Murray, those people. But you can be very confident that next, the next Kevin Durant or whatever is not scoring, like, 10, 11 points per game in the Summer League. So one name I noticed, this was interesting, James Wiseman, 2020's number two overall pick, was he played in the Summer League this year for the only time in his career. He played four games. He averaged 10.5 points per game. So James, I know you're listening. I'm sorry to say <laughs> you are never going to be an elite NBA scorer. <laughs> Focus on something else. That's what the numbers say. So yeah, in a nutshell, I, my conclusions were this. Like generally, you can look at summer league performance of like all summer league players, and you can know generally like blocks are reliable, free throw attempts are reliable, assists are reliable. Um, but like as soon as you want to start saying, oh, X player was elite in the summer league, he went off for like 40 points or something, that doesn't necessarily tell you anything. Because the sample size is tiny, there's a lot of randomness, and a lot of the players who are top performers in summer league end up being scrubs in the NBA. It seems like mm -hmm. so. Mm -hmm. That was my conclusion. I'm excited for someone to say that their research actually told them the exact opposite. <laughs> Here's my research part. <laughs> did Kareem Abdul-Jabbar ever play in a summer league game? <clears throat> well, LeBron, okay, yeah. If did you, LeBron James. Ever if you want to say that, game? but that's not the question. Did Michael Jordan ever play in a summer league game? The question is, given that you played in the summer league, what can you, There's what no can way you to guess? Yeah. Bart, that is so much more in-depth research than I could even yeah. have imagined of doing, and I really am impressed with that. Um, and I think it's so cool. Because, I mean, like, I just have, like, a lot of names down that I think, like, I think proved one way or the other that it's not necessarily a guarantee one. Mm -hmm. One way or the other. Like, I mean, the textbook example, at least from, like, the last five years, is Kevin Knox uh, from the Knicks, <laughs> who in the 2018 Summer League went off, and everybody was like, he's going to be, like, the next great player, and he was just never no. had a good NBA career. And then on the flip side of that, you have guys like Pat Bev and Danny Green and Serge Ibaka, who were, like, fine in the Summer League and then turned into, like, good NBA players. But, yeah, I mean, as a whole, I think that that's you're, – you're correct in, like, your research and that, like, yeah. Generally, it is a relatively good predictor. The Kevin Knox thing is funny to me because he didn't even he averaged nineteen points per game, which is less than like Tim Hardaway Jr. So I don't understand where everybody got the idea that he was going to be the next big thing. <laughs> Wait, he had, he averaged how many? Nineteen. In the summer league? Yeah, I feel so like for a straight-up rookie, that's pretty good. Right? No, in the, in the yeah. summer league, 19 points a game is like the 90th percentile. I recognize that number. That's really good. <laughs> <laughs> the number's etched Wait. in my brain yeah. from the research. <laughs> Wait, Bart, can you send us this data later? I would honestly spend hours going through it. I think I'd be fascinated <laughs> by it. I can try to make it a table. <laughs> that's it's, okay. You don't, you don't have to put more It's just free for it. Yet. <laughs> no, it's, it's... Yeah, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Um, That's so cool, I was going to say a funny name on the on the bottom is Jokic. I noticed Jokic averaged eight points a game in the summer league, <laughs> and now look at him. Oh. So it does happen, but it's a lot rare. Well, he got drafted in a Taco Bell commercial. So right, <laughs> he was he was never going to be. You never thought he was going to be anything great. And here he is. Here he is. Exactly. Still not great. Still can't lead us to the championship. <laughs> Well, pass the first round. <laughs> okay. You can listen to other episodes if you want to debate that. People are listening <laughs> Done now. Done with that one. <laughs> yeah. It is kind of fun to look back at the list, though, of, of the Summer League scores. And you see it some is. names on it. Like, yeah. obviously, John Wall, top eight, you know, is top 18 on the list that I'm reading. Um, 
you know, you're like, oh, of course, Seth Curry, Kawhi Leonard, uh, Dame, all those type of people. You're like, oh, oh, of course they are, you know. Yeah. And, and then you have, Murray. like, Josh Selby from, <laughs> I think it was 2012 from Kansas, who scored 24 a game in the Summer League and then played 10 NBA games after that. Oh, that my gosh. It. That was all. <laughs> You know, it'd be funny, so weird. fun yeah. to see is if Drew League summer success leads to like a good season the next season, because <laughs> they always go off about everybody's like, oh, LeBron's showing out in the Drew League, but what does that actually mean anything the next year? That's what I wanted. <laughs> the, the Drew League, I try to kind of look at some stats, but the Drew League doesn't really keep stats. So I think the Drew League is <laughs> unfortunate. <laughs> The Not a basketball reference. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like it's like here are the highlights of Russell Westbrook, DeMar DeRozan, and LeBron James against a, a third grade history teacher and <laughs> and his five friends who showed up to the gym that day. Yeah, of oh course they're gonna be throwing alley oop dunks. Oh my god. <laughs> who was in this league? What is if, this if league? If you could find any form of box score for that, I'd be shocked, dude. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, I, it's like I, so casual. Yeah, I couldn't find any. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I saw, um, I think it was, yeah, Malachi Flynn from the Raptors scored 73 points <coughs> in a Drew League game. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like his Didn't team Jimmer scored, I think, 120 points. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brian Scalabrini, uh, yeah, the, the very yeah. famous basketball player, he has a the quote janitor. that says, yeah. he, he has a quote where he says, I am closer to Kobe Bryant than you are to me. Which is, looks like it's, it seems like if you're an, in an average or be- even below average NBA mm-hmm. player, of course you're going to score 70 points. Yeah. On. yeah. I personally wouldn't get scored on that much, but. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 But other people. But other people. Most just, people. Yeah, yeah. Wyatt will fight Brian Skelton. LeBron's not scoring 40 on me, yeah. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Wyatt, are you closer to Scalabrini than he is to Kobe? Is that what you're saying? I'm closer to Kobe than Scalabrini is to Kobe. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> first. No, yeah. no we'll watch some of Wyatt's tape, compare him to Kobe, see how it turns out. Well, Kobe's not even good, according to some people on this podcast. So Nobody says Kobe that. Is <laughs> Lucas and Bart <laughs> both say that. Overrated no. is the keyword. Yeah, overrated. Yes, Kobe is still good. a top yeah. 20 player of all time. He's just not like a top He's five. He's at least you a know? top 650 player of all time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He played for sure. <laughs> yeah, he, he did. People have said. <laughs> okay, in terms of actual summer league content, do we have overreactions from the summer league this year? I think people are overreacting to Jabari Smith um, and his shortcomings. Um, I saw a really good video from a YouTuber called Sporting Logically on this, and he said that Jabari Smith's game doesn't translate well to the Summer League because he's asked to be a shot creator because he's just, like, the guy on the team, and that's not his game. He's, like, a catch-and-shoot guy. Um, And so when he gets into, like, actually playing in the Rocket system where he doesn't have to create his own shot all the time, I think it'll be a better situation for him. And his lack of scoring... And efficiency won't be as apparent as it was in the summer league this year. I just feel like on the Rockets, it's not like the the Rockets' actual team is that much better than their summer league. Team. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like no. still it was their actual yeah. team. <laughs> <laughs> that is also a compelling point. I'll give you that. But yeah, uh, I agree that that's probably overblown. Yeah. But 
I was just going to say, I'm, I'm all aboard the uh, Benedict, I think it's Matherin train yeah. after Summer League, mm-hmm. and also Chet, Chet Red Flag. Chet averaged 12 points a game. Uh-oh. I, <laughs> he but he did average a ton of blocks, though, right? Chet? Right, so maybe, maybe he's the next James Wiseman, where he's not a good scorer, but he's something else. He's yeah. a better Elite scorer. defender. Yeah. It would honestly make me happy to see Chet <laughs> underachieve. <laughs> I feel like I don't like him downfall? at this point. So <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> Honestly, though, I think um, in terms of overreactions, I think Keegan Murray is going to be better than at least two of the top three picks. Mm. And I think that pick was mm. dis to some degree mm-hmm. that it wasn't Jaden Ivy. I think mm-hmm. he's going to be really good. Maybe not like yeah. you know absolute superstar level, but I think he's going to be a good All Star. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, that's going to do it for our Summer League talk. And now we've got the most important topic of the week <laughs> and of the, of the year, potentially. Uh, we've got overrated, underrated Madden QB ratings edition. We're going to go through the Madden ratings, which were released this week uh, and were, as always, a bit controversial. And we're going to decide whether each QB's rating was overrated or underrated, or I guess rated, if we want to cop out. So we're going to start out with the, the top-rated QB in the game, 44-year-old? Uh, I, I don't know how old he is these days, but Tom Brady, <laughs> Just who had a 97. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 58 Anything could be right. Yeah. Tom Brady, <laughs> who had a 97 is the top-rated It is 44. You, yeah, it is 44. Right. Hey, good job. He's man. about to turn 45 in a month, in a week. I know so. his birthday. I, I'm well aware. Of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but Wyatt, overrated, underrated for Tom Brady at 97. Okay, before I give my my opinion, I'm going to say I th- Madden has a little bit of like ESPN thing going on where it's like, let's just make a terrible list and then people will start talking about us again. <laughs> ESPN does it all the time. And I understand that I'm kind of biting the hand that feeds me right now is that we're, we are reacting to <laughs> the ratings that is. But I know what Madden is doing and I don't get too heated about the Madden ratings. They take a recognizable name. They give him a high rating, so that way the 11-year-old who is playing their game would be like, oh, yeah, Tom Brady, and then they'll just play Tom Brady. <laughs> Nobody knows. Like, like if Taylor Heineke was, was rated, you know, appropriately or whatever, it's like no kid's going to be like, oh, he's slept on. Like, they, they just pick the names <laughs> of, like, the people that they know, and and then the, a 13-year-old's going to know, and then they make him a high rating. I understand that, which is why, like, Tyron Matthew was rated as the highest-rated safety in the league because everybody knows who he is. Nobody's going to know who, like, Kevin, uh, excuse me, uh, Kevin Byard is on the Tennessee Titans. Like, it's it's one of those things. Anyway, Tom Brady, it's overrated for sure. I think that if you were to look, they can, they can pay respect to Tom Brady in the game, and they can give him a prime version of Tom Brady that would be a 99 overall, but then rate him appropriately uh, being – on this list. I think that the problem is is not necessarily his rating but where he is in relation to other quarterbacks on this list. Mm-hmm. So, it's instead of bringing the rest of them up to 98, just bring Tom Brady back down to like a 92. What do you think, Bart? I I agree he's overrated, but I don't think it's by that much. Uh because like he he did lead the league in passing last year and he did lead the league in touchdowns last year. So, I mean, okay. No, I, I agree with you. Like, I think 
one thing that is easy to forget about is like the physical traits. So like I think Josh Allen has a good argument to be above him literally because of everything he brings as a runner, stuff like that. And also Aaron Rodgers, who's a two-time conservative MVP, should be above him, I would say. But I don't hate, like, I don't think he's too far away from the top, just given how well he played last year. Yeah. That's fair. We're now going to drop down a bit to Dak just a Prescott. Bit. Just a little Almost bit. Almost 10. Almost yeah, 10. To, yeah. <laughs> to Dak, who's at 89. Jared, who, do you know who Dak is? Are you aware of Dak Prescott? I did have to watch yeah. some film on him. Yeah. Get refreshed, <laughs> <but>. <laughs> I'm, I'm only going to say slightly overrated, actually. When I first saw this, I was like, whoa, he's way too high. And I'm a Dak fan. But looking back on the season he had, he had the same amount of touchdown passes as Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers did. He was top five in completion percentage and passer rating, so he was efficient, too. And he won, you know. The only reason I'm going to say overrated is because I think Justin Herbert is better than him right now, and Justin Herbert is below him. Um, so Dak Prescott is like the sixth best quarterback in the league, according to Madden. And I would put Justin Herbert above there. But like Dak is there or thereabouts, I think, in terms of that ranking. And I understand that people would want to like take Stafford, who just won a Super Bowl, or Lamar Jackson, who has an MVP, or like even Russell Wilson. Maybe not Wyatt, but other people might say that. But I, I think Russell Lamar had down years, yes, due to injuries. But like he was only like Lamar Jackson was only seven five as a starter last year. Didn't throw that many passing touchdowns. And um, if you look at other players in the game that are 89s, it's like Aaron Jones for the Packers, Chris Godwin on the Bucks, DK Metcalf. I feel like Dak in relation to his peers is like around them. So I, I feel like it's I'm like mostly fine with it, but slightly overrated. Um, Lucas, what do you think? Wow, I'm kind of surprised. I was ready to go like hard that like <laughs> against you, Jared, because I thought you'd come to his defense because you basically like stole the words right out of my mouth. Like I think he's slightly overrated. I don't think he's the sixth best quarterback in the NFL, but I think he's probably like borderline top ten at that point. And so I think like maybe a rating of like eighty six, eighty seven might have been more appropriate. And I had all the names sort of written down that you did. Like I think Herbert's definitely better than him, and I can see an argument for Lamar. Russ and Stafford all being ahead of him. And I think, like, maybe you grab two of those guys and put them ahead of him, and I'm okay with it. So I think that, like, yeah, compared to, like, where he fits among the quarterbacks in terms of ratings, he's, like, slightly overrated. Like, he's sixth and should maybe be, like, ninth or tenth ranked overall. Yeah. Eight or nine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> okay, next we've got someone who we've already mentioned a few times, Justin Herbert. we got an 88 Bart. Overrated, underrated. Jared basically said it for me. I, I think he is underrated specifically because he's slotted behind Dak. I think <coughs> they should be flipped. Um, like, I, looking at the numbers, Herbert had more touchdowns and yards. Dak wins in efficiency stats, but nobody cares about that in Madden. The ball <laughs> pops out of Herbert's arm, and everybody knows that the throw power is the highest or the most important <laughs> attribute for quarterbacks. I say that with no evidence. Um, but, like, if you look at the rest, like, to fill in the list of the quarterbacks that we skipped between Tom Brady and Dak, Aaron Rodgers, Mahomes, <coughs> Josh Allen, and Burrow. So, like, I don't know that I would insist that Herbert should be above any of those other guys, but I would insist that he should be higher than Dak. So, for that reason, I think he's slightly underrated. What do you think, Aiden? Yeah, I also think he's underrated. I actually think he's better than Joe Burrow. <laughs> I, I think that when all is said and Bad done, take. I think Justin Herbert will be better, will be remembered as better than Joe Burrow. I really do believe that. Um, okay. There's, like, thus far, the sample size is small. Herbert has a better QBR of sorts. Um, but in terms of, like, their overall stats, it's kind of hard to tell. Um, but 
via the eye test, which, as we all know, is the most accurate <laughs> test of all. Yeah. I think Justin Herbert is just a super impressive QB to watch, and I think he's just going to keep getting better. Um, not that that should affect his Madden rating, but I, I think whatever Joe Burrow is, he should be the same as, and he should be above the DAC for sure. You know what? Justin Herbert, I just thought of this. He might be already the greatest Pac-12 quarterback of all time because it's the Pac-10 now. And it was it was okay. only the Pac-12 for what, like eight years maybe? <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. So in that very narrow time frame. Yeah. Gets already. That's true. But, yeah, think about all the USC quarterbacks who were terrible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah no, <clears> Sam Darnold. <throat> yeah, exactly. Mark Sanchez. Chad <laughs> Henney. Um, but, okay. Uh, Russell Wilson is next at 87. Jared, overrated, underrated? Um... Appro- pretty appropriately rated, I think. I- I'll mm-hmm. say uh, slightly, a little bit overrated. Like, actually, there's there's like a, some good reasons you could say he's like quite a bit overrated, but I feel like his brand kind of carries him a little bit as well, which I'm fine with personally in a Madden game. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you look at his league rankings last year, he he missed some games, obviously, so you can't really look at like total volume. But by metrics like QBR, passer rating, completion percentage. He's actually kind of in like the same breadth as Kirk Cousins, and Kirk Cousins is an 80 overall. So, um, like at QBR, he was 10th. Um, Kirk Cousins was 15th. Passer rating, Kirk Cousins was fourth. Russell Wilson was fifth, and completion percentage, Kirk Cousins beat him out there too at 16th, where Russell was 20th. So they're actually kind of in the same breadth. Like if that's a seven point difference, so I'll say overrated uh, for Russell Wilson. I'm sure Wyatt has stronger takes there, but. Mid-season, I think Russell Wilson, like patch 1.1.5, he's going to go up, I think. I think Russell Wilson's going to have a good season. (laughs) Wyatt, what do you think? Jared, on this show, (laughs) we have corners of little things that we've latched onto over the the last two years of of us been doing this show. And you have slowly started to rip the threads of your string that have latched you to your corners for Dak Prescott. (laughs) And Russell Wilson. You're supposed to go to bat for these guys. <laughs> <laughs> but instead, I'm going to say just right for Russell Wilson as an 87. Um, you know, maybe you could say he's overrated because he's he's above Matt Stafford. But I think that's more because Matt Stafford is underrated, not because they, they did anything wrong with Wilson. It was a bad year. And history would tell you that as he goes forward and, and he's going to continue to regress – because the more he throws, the worse he does, or the worse his teams do. All of the stats would prove that. Everything that I've said on the show in the, over the last two years have proved that. And we're going to see it as, it as it carries out for this, throughout the rest of this year. So, Jared, I don't think even through the course of any point during this year he's going to break a 90 overall. He's appropriately ranked behind other quarterbacks. And I think it's fair not to put Russell Wilson in that upper echelon anymore. He's toast. I don't know, but I think we're actually going to see a pretty good Russell Wilson this year. Yeah, but. I think he's going to bounce back as well. Yeah, yeah. He'll be like Dak. He's a volume. He'll be a volume guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, nobody cares about efficiency, so. <laughs> These days, yeah, no. okay. He throws the most catchable deep pass in the league. <laughs> as Kong Kyle. It's got to count for something. Yeah. yeah. Okay, next up we've got someone we've already covered this week a bit. Kyler Murray at 84. I'm up first. I think it's underrated, but just vaguely underrated. I feel like my reaction when I see him mid-80s uh, rating is that the guy is mediocre. As I mentioned earlier, I think Kyler's <laughs> above that. 
Uh, with that said, <laughs> compared true. to yeah, <laughs> but eighty four is not is not mediocre. But that's I, I, I know that's I know. But back like in at least like back it's in like, the day, I feel like that sorry, used to be mediocre. I don't want to uh, interrupt yeah. your take, but it's like yeah. if somebody called you a seven out of ten, like you're you're well above average looking. But you're like, wow. <laughs> you like take a step back and you're like, wow, I got to fix True, but myself. if you're a 7 out of 10 in this game, <laughs> yeah. you're, you know, Sam Darnold. And so you don't want to be in that territory. <laughs> it really <is> different. <laughs> but, uh, but I think Kyler is vaguely underrated. I'm just kind of surprised that his rating isn't higher given, I think, Bart, you mentioned, like, Josh Allen has a lot of physical attributes that, you know, he's a runner. Mm-hmm. That usually boosts your Madden rating to some degree. I thought that would boost Kyler's a bit. Uh, and really, I don't see Kyler as different from Russell Wilson these days. I, I kind of see those two as being fairly similar. It's true, they both and suck. So, yeah, <laughs> fair <laughs> enough. Um, so, so I do think he's like, when healthy, Kyler is a 85 or 86. Uh, but not like he's not, he doesn't belong in the, the upper echelon that we were kind of talking about earlier. Lucas, what do you think? I think he's, like, pretty appropriately rated here. Just looking at, like, his stats across the board, he's, like, pretty mid when it comes to, like, QBR, but it's, like, a higher completion percentage in yards thrown. You sort of, like, aggregate all the stats together, and it works out to be somebody who's probably a top 10 to 15 quarterback, and that's where he is. He's ranked as the 12th best quarterback. You look at the guys around him, I think it makes sense. He's right above Derek Carr, who I, I think is, in my mind, like, an appropriate level of quarterback. I don't know why it's shaking us, and it disagrees. We <laughs> talked about this earlier in the week. But I think he's, like, at about the same level as Derek Carr, maybe slightly better, and that's where they have him ranked. At about Derek Carr's level or slightly better. So as long as he does his homework, he watches his four hours of film going <laughs> forward, I think that this is a pretty appropriate rating for Kyler Murray. Murray. His study rating is not great at the moment, but again, yeah, exactly. one point awareness one is going to yeah, yeah, awareness. awareness. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but okay, now we're really going to the basement a bit. Daniel Jones <laughs> at 70. Wyatt, overrated, underrated. I know what everyone is expecting me to say. <laughs> so I'm going to say it. He's underrated. Give <laughs> oh the man a 75. Just off of his physical traits alone. I mean, that, like... I thought speed was the end-all, be-all of Madden rating. And maybe they've changed it. I haven't played a Madden since, like, Madden 16. Tyreek Hill is, but, apparently. <clears throat> but, like, <laughs> if you have a high speed, your overall goes up uh, a handful of points. Mm-hmm. Just off his physical traits alone, it should kind of float him up a little bit higher than a 70. Unless they really have the rest of his stats so far below, like, the average that, that they've mm-hmm. – that it's sunken him down like an anchor. He's the second fastest quarterback in the league. He's built what? like Josh Allen, and he throws a pretty decent deep ball. So why do I can't? I mean, look, maybe he may not be accurate. He may not be any good, but he's fast, <laughs> and he can run a wing T. So put Daniel Jones up to a 75. Were you getting that he's the second fastest quarterback <laughs> in the league? He ran a 4.82. It's an eye test. Oh, it's an eye test. Okay. <laughs> he he topped, the, one, the one highlight, right? Where he he topped like 24 yeah. miles per hour, Bart, in that one highlight. Right? <laughs> there it is. That's almost as fast as a car. Yeah. yeah. It goes faster than a car. That's going speed limit on a 25 complex. mile per hour road. If, if he and I entered my apartment <laughs> complex at the same time, he would get to my apartment before I did. <laughs> Presuming not, he was still running at to top go. speed. Okay, well, I'm the other one going for this, and I'm just going to vehemently disagree with you. 
Daniel Jones is trash. I'm not going to miss no. Rosen. <laughs> he, he played 11 games last year. Can you tell me how many touchdowns he threw, Wyatt? He um, threw fewer touchdowns than he played games. He threw just 10. That's literally all you one. need to know. My other reason for <laughs> my other reason for this is that he I, I think he's overrated because he's he's equally rated to Desmond Ritter and he's rated higher than uh, like all the other rookie quarterbacks. <coughs> and to me, all the other rookie quarterbacks are going to be more exciting to watch play next year, and they have a, probably a better chance of leading their team to win than Daniel Jones will. Okay. And so by that metric alone, he should be at least below like two We're of those disrespectful guys. Now. Dude, he threw 10 touchdowns to 7 interceptions in 11 games. He, he, shouldn't, he shouldn't be playing any more quarterback. Anyways, that's, that's my take on Is he effect. better than Sam Darnold? Yes or no? Yes. Then, he, un, then he is <laughs> underrated. Sam Darnold how is I 71. This one, I was like, he's underrated. He's below Sam Darnold. That's, that's wrong. <laughs> that's morally incorrect. Yeah, just, I can't. can't just doesn't sit up. right with me. So perhaps they're just both overrated. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Perhaps. Maybe. <laughs> okay, to close it out, <laughs> we're going even lower to Geno Smith, the potential Seahawks starting QB. Maybe. Uh, Lucas, he had a 60. Is he overrated or underrated? He's underrated for sure. <laughs> I mean, I think this is like pretty disrespectful to Geno. <laughs> so last year, he served as a pretty serviceable uh, replacement in his starts. He was 1 and 2. 68% completion percentage, five touchdowns to one interception. It's a pretty good ratio. And yet, he's ranked below guys who didn't even sniff those stats last year. I'll throw out three names that he's below. Chad Henney, Chase Daniel, and Easton Stick. Yes, Easton Stick. Have I never, love that name. <laughs> I've never even heard of him before. He's, uh, he's in Superstar. <laughs> like, I had to check to make sure that he wasn't just like a randomly generated player. <laughs> Apparently he's not. <laughs> he's not. He's played for the Chargers for the last three years. Went to North Dakota State. But Those North Dakota all State that aside. Highly know, him, Carson. All of them. Anyway, he's not he's not worse than those guys. Yeah, he's got to be at least like a. I think he's probably equivalent to Daniel Jones. I'll put him in a seventy. Okay. That yeah, I I also said underrated. Like, and I I also wrote down that he was the same ranking as Easton Stick and Jeff Driscoll. <laughs> and I was like, if you yeah. can tell me who they play for, like you are a football <laughs> junkie. Easton Stick, he threw one pass, and that was in the twenty twenty season. That was not even last year. So these these players. It? The players around him are being... It was a completion. Yeah, he has 100% hey, completion. That's why. The, these, the players around him are being rewarded for not playing, basically. Like, that, we've seen less of them. So, like he, like he said, he started three games last year. He definitely was not the reason they lost the games. I'll say that. Like, he had five passing touchdowns, a rushing mm-hmm. touchdown, and only threw one pick in four games. That's really not too bad. So, yeah, underrated. There's an anti-Geno Smith agenda in Madden. And I don't there know really why, is. Exactly. But there is. Well, Ever since he got punched in the locker room. the worst quarterback class of all time. That's <laughs> yeah. all you yeah. Go back and listen exactly. to our episode two weeks ago. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. I didn't know the ratings went below 60. I'm looking through the whole list. <laughs> they, yeah, they, they go. Do. Mm-hmm. Who do you think the worst rating in the game is? We wouldn't even know who, they, who that okay. is. Johnny Manziel. Think? No, he's not <laughs> in the game. Dan- Danny Etling for the Packers. Who do you think is right above him? Jordan Love. <laughs> I'm just joking. He's a name. He is a name that we would recognize. He plays for the Bears. Justin <laughs> Nathan <laughs> Peterman. He is. He's the second. Oh, Nathan Peterman. That checks out. How many picks did he throw in that one game? Four. What about Five, Garrett? Right. Five. Garrett Gilbert. 
Is that his name? He was like Dax backup back in the Gilbert Grape. His name I always called him Gilbert Grape. Grape, but it was like Garrett Gilbert or something like that. Yeah, he's, he's actually pretty good. I don't know. If, I don't know if he's employed right now. To be honest. Oof. Yeah. Nathan Peterman's oh. career touchdown to interception ratio three to twelve. No. <laughs> 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 Not great. He's, he'll turn it around though. Is he past yeah. year three? Yeah, exactly. He's, yeah, he's, 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 he's going to develop. Um, Turns out he is. Did he get better after year so. three? <laughs> no. Well, depends how you define better. <laughs> he didn't play for like two full seasons all, and then like... Yeah. He was studying film. He was studying film. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, before we close this out, we're going we're gonna to see if anyone else wants to call out another player, QB, non-QB, with a surprising rating. Anyone? I just need to reiterate Kirk's. It's madness. It's so disrespectful. <laughs> I should have put so Kirk. Yeah, it is kind of. Yeah. It is kind of disrespectful. Yeah. I thought the Bart you alluded to the um, rookie QB ratings at some point. I thought those were interesting. That Desmond Ritter was first, and mm-hmm. Kenny Pickett was fourth. Yeah, mm. I, I was surprised that's by that based as well. in, but <laughs> it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Again, I know. I know Madden is not gospel. It is not the end-all, be-all of ratings. But T.J. Watt at 96 mm-hmm. is underrated. I mean, I look, Miles Garrett being 99, I can level with that. Aaron Donald being 99, absolutely, I understand. But can you not put T.J. Watt as a 98? Like, there's not a way to fudge the numbers just a little bit, so that way yeah. two weeks into the season he's in the 99 club. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. maybe you want to keep it more exclusive in the 99 club, but... And that's pretty low. Like, 96 is a pretty... It, it would say that he is noticeably worse than Miles Garrett, according to the game. Yeah. Which I don't I think feel, is I feel true. like winning Defensive Player of the Year, he did. Where he Which... give you automatic 98 club privilege, at least. <laughs> okay, and again, not gospel. But last year's, last year's performances should mean something for this year's ratings because Cooper Cup is also not in the 99 club and TJ Watt not being in the 99 club like those type of players should be the ones that we recognize like I know Madden is like nobody most people I think would be like oh yeah Cooper Cup if you watch football a 13 year old is not going to know who Cooper Cup is they're going to know who Odell Beckham <laughs> is and Devontae Adams is and they're not really going to care I think that's true have you I've, asked all the 13 year olds that you know why <laughs> do they them? know I don't know if I know any 13-year-olds now at this point in my life. <laughs> I definitely would have it's known. It's probably, <laughs> like, yeah, probably for the best. Yeah, it's probably for the best. Yeah, it's for the But, you know, it's like, again, it's like, it's just, they're just dumb. It's not gospel, but it's dumb. I remember watching a video a long time ago that it's like literally one dude in a room full of screens <laughs> who makes all the decisions, and I wonder if that's still true. What? I think it is because I EA saw is such a big this company. guy like really justifying certain, or I saw a video of some. EA is a terrible this guy player, justifying certain ratings. I shouldn't so say I think that. it is. Maybe he's backed by a bunch of you know little minions, but like one guy. <laughs> one guy. In dark room, EA is one of the like largest people. video game companies in the world. I know. They have one guy. I think it's just they do this for the drama. It's as yeah. I think Wyatt mentioned. It's it's yeah. It's ESPN attention. Like, yeah, it's very. It's like, let's put out the worst list we've ever seen, and then exactly. everyone will start talking about. Everyone will exactly. Yeah. yeah. Cooper Cup okay. is a ninety-eight, so maybe yeah. I'm overreacting. Okay. A little bit. okay. Mm-hmm. But still, he already did enough. 
<laughs> D-Hop being a 96 one. is way too high. Justin Jefferson being a 93 high. is way too low. Yep. Somehow Amari Cooper still cracks the top, the 90s. I don't understand that. <laughs> Jamar Chase, 87. Of, yeah. Sorry. I'm just, I'm yeah, just the so Jamar Chase rating is ridiculous. Calvin Ridley is even in the, the game. The Jamar Chase rating, insane. yeah, it's just a crime. Cheater! Yeah, yeah, Amari Cooper is higher than Debo. Debo's is the same as Dak. He was an 89. That what? is ass that is okay, actually twisted. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I would have expected Debo to be high in the 90s. 90s to be, sure. yeah, yeah, to be 95 or 96. But Okay, who belongs in the 99 club before we end this? Aaron Donald. Yeah, I think everyone agrees on Aaron Donald. Patrick yeah. Mahomes. Yep, I could see that. So, <laughs> hmm. He, he kind of struggled at the start of the season, though. So I, I'd be fine if in this Madden. He so was yeah, why even put him in the game? <laughs> <laughs> when he had the fifty touchdown year, Matt like Trick. okay, that's a ninety-nine. But, yeah, exactly. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I don't I don't really know linemen, but I feel like Trent Williams in the ninety-nine club is fair because mm-hmm. he is mm-hmm. yeah. generally considered the best tackle. I feel like. Yeah. Got to give the the O line some love. Yeah. But besides that, yeah, I don't have much. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like we should keep the 99s exclusive, so I'm okay with it being a, a small club. There should be 99 yeah. people in the 99 club. I don't, I don't, <laughs> Otherwise, I don't know about that. Well, speaking of exclusive clubs, if you're listening right now, you remember an exclusive club of our wonderful listeners. So if you want to continue listening next week, Make sure you're subscribed on Apple Podcasts, on SoundCloud, on Spotify. Rate us five stars. Throw us a follow on social media, on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at LunchPillGuys. And we'll see you next week.